everyone. Happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Talk Bookish to Me is the podcast where readers gather to talk about books, share recommendations, and chase that five-star feeling. I'm your host, Gwen, and today I'm joined by Jordan for an extra special episode, something I've never done on the podcast before, but hope to get your input for future episodes. I'll explain in a moment, but first... Hey everyone, I'm Jordan from the channel Sorry Booked Solid. I make uh, booktube videos really similar to Gwen. I love to do reading vlogs and challenge myself in my reading to read different genres and different types of books that I wouldn't normally pick up otherwise. Um, And I'm really excited to be back on the podcast with Gwen. Want to know the number one way to support this podcast right now? It's joining Patreon. I know I mention it a lot, but it's worth it. I offer one tier for $5 a month. You even receive milestone pins for your continued support. Standard benefits include Discord access, bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes stuff, reading vlogs, printable recipe cards, and voting power. Occasionally, I will host live reading sprints and movie watches too, so consider joining. Right now is the perfect time to join because the sooner you join, the faster you get to know all of us. Link to join or scout us out is in the show notes. All right, Jordan, you know what time it is. <laughs> um, so the classic questions here on Talk Focus to Me, what's the last book you gave five stars to? All right. I was just looking back at my Goodreads to make sure this is accurate, and I haven't had a five-star yet in July, so we're going back to June. Uh, Actually, June 10th is when I finished this book. My last five-star is Heard It in a Love Song by Tracy Garvis Graves, which... Gwen knows about. Uh, She actually read it before I did and you knew I would love it and I absolutely did. It was my perfect type of romance with a little bit older main characters, uh, a little bit more adult issues to work through when they went through their romance and it just completely worked for me. So I gave it five stars and I still have very strong fond memories of reading that one. Yeah, as soon as it didn't have the miscommunication trope, I was like, oh, Jordan, (laughs) I'm giving this (laughs) recommendation to Jordan. So I knew you would like that one. All right. Last time you were here for Best and Worst Books of 2021 and the Reading Stats and Superlatives episode, I asked you what book has been on your TBR the longest and why haven't you read it yet? Your answer was Catch 22 by Joseph Heller. Were you able to tackle that book yet? (laughs) Okay. First of all, I felt a little called out that you were going to bring this back up. And I would be offended if I wasn't in the middle of reading it right now. I am so happy to say I am tackling Catch-22. And I'm about 200 pages into it right now. It's like a 500-page book. So it's a chunker. And I knew it was going to be a project. But it is going even better than I was expecting. I actually am really enjoying it. Uh, It's pretty humorous, which I wasn't really expecting. So I'm having fun with it. And so I will, within the next few days, have that off of my TBR officially. So I will have read my longest TBR book. Nice. That's so exciting. Um, It's funny because after you, you know, we had that first episode where you mentioned this book, I went to the book exchange and I always ask for recommendations from like booksellers and stuff. And I asked the people that were working, hey, what's your favorite book of all time? And one of the employees there said, catch 22. That's so interesting. Oh, (laughs) I I have never heard. (laughs) Yeah, I have never heard somebody say it's their favorite book. I've just seen it. You know, like you see all classics, you see them around and you're like, I guess a lot of people like that. But that's really interesting that someone said it was their favorite. I feel like when someone mentions a book, 
I start hearing about it and seeing it everywhere. Yeah, you know, it just true. like kind of comes out of the woodwork all yes. of a sudden. <laughs> so all true. right. So the last time you were here, you also told me that your favorite author was Brittany Morris, the author of Slay and the Cost of Knowing. And I know her new book, The Jump, is expected to be released in 2023. So my question is, is she still your favorite author or have you found a new favorite? I mean... I'm not the type of person to only have one favorite. So I definitely have other favorites. I haven't read any more by Brittany Morris since that last episode, because like you said, her new one isn't coming out until next year. Uh, So some new favorites that have come up this year, Tracy Garvis Graves, again, my last five-star book. This is the third book I've read from her and they've all been five stars. So she's definitely shot up to the top of my list as a favorite. Um, And some other sci-fi favorites have definitely been Andy Weir and Blake Crouch. I have to give some love to. Yeah, absolutely. So you said that you're reading Catch-22. Are you reading anything else or are you just concentrating on that? I actually am. So I'm taking my time with Catch-22 because I don't want to overload myself on it. So I have been reading other books along with it. And right now I'm reading The Ballerinas by Rachel Kapelke-Dale, which I also know you've read that one too. So (laughs) um, I'm just towards the beginning of that one. So I don't have a ton of thoughts, but it's a contemporary about these girls at this dance school. And we get like two timelines, one when they were young adults or kind of children in this dance school and then the timeline of present day when they are full-grown adults so I'm enjoying it so far but still pretty early on in the book I actually did get that recommendation from you and it wasn't really a recommendation you just said that you picked it up because it had a beautiful cover and the synopsis sounded good (laughs) and so when I was browsing the library the cover caught me and I was like oh this is the one that Jordan got I'm gonna pick this up and I just happened to read it before you um and yeah I thought it was interesting I wasn't having the most fun with it in the beginning but like towards the second half it really did pick up for me and I enjoyed it quite a bit so I think that you'll like this one I just don't know how much so I was reading The Perfect Guest by Emma Rouse. I started it last night, finished it uh, today. This is the author of The Au Pair. Um, and I haven't read that one yet. And I've actually heard that people like that one better than The Perfect Guest for people that have read both. Okay. Um, but I really enjoyed The Perfect Guests. And I literally just finished it before I hit record on today's episode. So my thoughts are all kind of like swirling in my head about it, but I loved the setting so much. It's set in, I might be saying this incorrectly, but it's set in East Anglian Fens, which is like the right side of the continent in England. Um, it's set at this like old manor called Raven Hall. And the story almost felt like a little bit of a ghost story, but it wasn't a ghost story at all. It just had that like haunting, unsettling, like foggy, like, I don't know. It was just like this feeling that you got when you were reading it. Um, It's told in two timelines. So you have one set in the 80s and then one set in like 2019. Um, You're following like Beth when she was Um, A young girl, like in the foster care system, she was kind of not adopted out to this family, but her aunt kind of like let her family take her on for a bit until she could handle her or something like that. Um, 
And she was a companion to the young girl that lived there with her parents. And then in the other timeline, you're following this actress that gets invited to a murder mystery kind of party. And then, of course, you know, like, where are the two timelines going to meet? There's also this other, not timeline, but there's this other perspective that's all in italics. And I did listen to this on audio. There's three different narrators, which I thought was perfect because you have one for Beth you have one for um, like all the different perspectives but in this perspective it was a male's voice and I was just thinking to myself well who the heck is this you know <laughs> like and just tying it all together and it's not a thriller it's not I mean I guess it is like a little bit of a mystery you're trying to figure out like how everything ties together and stuff like that but at the same time it's not set up like this person died. Let's find out who, you know, it, it wasn't like that type of story. It's just these two timelines and how do they fit? You know that they're happening at the same place and, you know, there's things that are mentioned in both. I don't know. It was just so fascinating, but it was also kind of like things were written in a way that were like meant to throw you off and confuse you. I don't know. I could talk about this book for days, especially since I just <laughs> finished it. So I'll call it quits for there, but it was very interesting. Again, that was The Perfect Guest by Emma Rouse. I think is how you say it. R-O-U-S. All right. Cool. Very exciting episode today, you guys. It is a book shopping challenge. Like I said, this is something new. And I'm hoping to do other book shopping challenges in future episodes. But I need your help for like ideas. So listen up listeners, if you have an idea for a book shopping challenge, you need to send me an email at talkbookishpodcast at gmail.com with the subject line book shopping challenge idea. Or you can direct message me on Instagram at talkbookishpodcast. If you like send in an idea and I use that. I'll even shout you out on the podcast. Now today's book shopping challenge, like I came up with this myself <laughs> and the idea is this, you have $20 and you can only buy used books. Now I know some people that hear used books and they're like, ew, nasty. I don't do used. So obviously this challenge is not for you, but me and Jordan <laughs> love used books. We love cheap yes. used books. So this challenge was for us and we both accepted it. Um, so library book sales, good. Used bookstores, good. Thrift stores, good. There was like no time limit. Like you have a day to do this or like how many bookstores you could visit or anything like that. So consider those ideas for future challenges. Um, yeah, you just can't go over $20. And of course I was you know, of course we only want to buy books that we're like genuinely interested. Like obviously we could have gone to like a thrift store and like picked up 20 books for a dollar or something. Like that wasn't the point of this challenge. The point was to get books that we were genuinely interested in reading. So we've already done the book shopping um, portion of the challenge. But before we get into the haul portion, let's rewind to before we went book shopping. Like when I presented the challenge and I said, hey, Jordan, are you up for this? Because I actually had a hard time finding people that were interested in this. But when you said oh, you were, I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> I think this is such a cool idea. Yes. So how confident were you going into the challenge? 
I was fairly confident. Um, like you said, you knew I do enjoy used books. I buy used books often. Um, I was pretty familiar with the used bookstores around me, so I was pretty confident that there would be good enough of a selection that I would be able to find uh, you know, some number of books that I was interested in and that would be cheaper than $20. And um, any excuse to go book shopping, I'll take it. So I was in. <laughs> you talk about husband. It's for the podcast. <laughs> I have to do it. <laughs> uh, um, I didn't have any like expectations going in because like, as you know, when you're shopping for used books, you don't know what's out there. You can't say like, oh, I'm looking for this specific book. Obviously, you can't do that because you have no idea if it's going to be there or not. Um, so I didn't have any expectations. However, I do have several thrift stores in my area and the surrounding area. And then I was like, Worst case scenario, I'm going to the book exchange and I know I can Classic. find at least one book like, you know, that's under $20. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to find something. I'm not worried about like coming in like I didn't find anything. So right. I knew I was going to find at least one book. Um, so how did you feel about like the $20 limit? Was it too high, too low, just right? I mean, exactly the same. I knew I would be able to find something within that. Uh, in my area, I have kind of a range of used book options. Like I have Goodwills where, you know, books are super cheap, but the selection isn't always great. So that might be a little bit harder to find books I'm actually interested in. But of course you can find a ton for super cheap under $20. And then I have some that are a little bit on the higher end where the stores are more selective about the books that they even will take and, you know, sell as used books. So I figured those ones would give me several options of books I was interested in, but they might be a higher price point. So then it would be a little bit more of uh, of like an internal negotiation of, okay, which, which books do <laughs> I want to spend my budget on? So, uh, you know, I felt good with the $20 and I figured I'd probably do a range of the more expensive and super cheap yeah, books. so it sounds like you definitely had like stores in mind going I into did. the challenge. Like, <laughs> these are the stores I'm going to visit. <laughs> um, I have like a lot of thrift stores in my area, like Goodwills. Uh, there's another like family. I don't know what it's called. I can't think off the top of my head. But this is where I used to go a few years ago to do like all of my thrift store shopping for books. Um, but the book selections have not been the best. And I think that's because the book exchange um, expanded. It used to only be in Norfolk and then it went to Virginia Beach. And then recently, I guess like in the last two years, I'll say year, two years, it expanded and there's one in Chesapeake, Virginia now. So it's in the area, fully fledged. And, you know, if you donate books, you get nothing for that. I mean, I guess you get like a write-off on your taxes or whatever like that. I never do that portion. But at the book exchange, you get like store credit for right. your books. So obviously, if you're a reader, it's kind of like a recycle method. You know, I give you these books, I get new <laughs> books, new used books back. So I think more people are leaning towards that option than the thrift store these days. And the people that aren't are doing like, old books that I'm just not interested in. But I was like, I haven't been in a while. Let me check it out. So anyway, so how many stores did you end up visiting? I went to three stores. And um, again, they were all different in like their format. Um, so the first one is a store called Stuff Etc. And its little tagline is that it's a quality consignment store. So it is like a thrift store, a consignment store that has things other than just books, uh, but they do have quite a large book selection 
And again, I'd been there before, so I knew what to expect. And they do price their books uh, like individually, like they'll put, you know, new release books at a higher price than older books, etc. Um, I went to a Goodwill. Everyone, I think, knows what Goodwill is, but they have the more standard pricing of like all paperbacks for $1, all hardcovers for $2 or something like that. Um, and then I went to a, uh, a bookstore called Walls of Books that sells both new and used books. So this was kind of my last resort because they are the most expensive in even the used books that they sell, but I knew that they would probably have the best selection because they are exclusively a bookstore. Nice. So I ended up going to a couple. I went to two Goodwills. Um, I went to one book exchange location, which I specifically went to that location because they were having a charity book sale. And I think... They have well. They have this uh, thing where you can like fill a bag for like seven dollars. Like, and it's these you know the large brown like uh, grocery bags that you get. So I was like, that's a lot of books. So I mean, I thought like maybe, but I kind of went late in the day. So I think I kind of like, you know, missed an opportunity there. But I went, and finally at the very last moment, I ended up getting some used books online. That is such a great idea. That's also a way to get yeah, used books. So definitely. Um, now we're going to go back in time to when Jordan and I accepted the book shopping challenge and did our shopping. All right. I am at my first store. I'm at a store called Stuff Etc. Um, it says quality consignment stores on the front of it. It seems like it's kind of trying to be like a fancier thrift store, a little bit of a step up from like your average Goodwill. I have been here one time before, but it was over a year ago at this point. I did shop for books and I remember it having a pretty good selection. I picked up a couple of classics at that time and I think I remember them being pretty cheap. So I'm really excited to go in and see what they have for options this time. So I will try to do updates when I'm in the store. Hopefully there's not too many people around me. Otherwise, of course, I'll recap my thoughts once I'm finished. Okay, good news and bad news about store number one. The bad news is that there were a few other people in the book section with me and the store was playing pretty loud music, so I was not able to record anything while I was in the store browsing. But the good news is that it was actually a really big success inside that store. They did have a really good selection, I thought, even of books that I either had already read or knew I wasn't interested in. I still thought it was a good selection of books, especially for non-readers who, you know, obviously have not read as many books as I have. They would have a lot of really good options in there. And then I did walk out with three books. Ending store number one, I got one book for $4.99, one book for $4.99, and then one book for $0.60, totaling $10.58. So I'm just over halfway through my budget, and I'm headed to store number two. So next, I'm going to go to Goodwill. To be honest, I have lower expectations for Goodwill. I have been to this store before and don't remember it being a great selection, though I do think the prices are super cheap. I just don't have super high hopes for what books I'm going to find, so I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised 
and uh, come out with some more winners. So I will be back with an update after store number two. Okay, store two was an absolute bust. Uh, that was a very quick trip in and out. Their selection was not huge. Prices are low. Paperbacks were $1.50 and hardcovers were $1.99. So good prices if you can find what you're looking for. Uh, it was just not the book selection that appealed to me. They had a lot of mass market paperback romances, which I know people definitely like. I just don't. Um, and then they had a lot of the hardcover, like, big authors, you know, like uh, James Patterson, Dan Brown, people like that. Uh, so not my cup of tea. So I'm going to move on to my third and final store. Um, this store is called Walls of Books, and this is a store that sells both new books and used books, and they actually buy books from people, so their selection is much more curated and much more like your standard new book bookstore. Uh, this is where I sell back books whenever I have books I'm looking to unhaul and get some money for. So my goal going into this last store is to find one book uh, that keeps me under budget because I only have $8.79 left in my budget. I think it's going to be a little bit difficult to find a book that I'm really interested in that is under that because they do keep their prices relatively high because they're selective about the books that they choose and sell. So uh, fingers crossed that I can find one book to keep me under budget, but that I'm really excited about in this last store. Okay, I just made it out of store three and it was another success. Um, it was really, it was actually more difficult than I expected it to be to find a book in there. Not because they didn't have a great selection, they definitely did, but most of the books that I was interested in were from their new stock. So that would have been violating this challenge if I bought a new book. So I had to specifically look for a used book to buy. So I did find one. I will talk all about what it is on the podcast. But I can say that I spent $5.97 on the single book. So that definitely keeps me under my $20 limit. And even with tax for both of the stores that I bought books at, if you include the tax um, with all the books, I still stayed under $20. So I would say four books for under $20 is very reasonable. And even if they end up being mediocre books or, you know, I don't get around to them for quite a while, it's still so cheap that it wasn't really worth leaving them there. So I'm happy with what I got and I'm really excited to talk with Gwen about how this challenge went and the books that I ended up picking up. Okay, listeners, I'm sitting in my car outside the first stop. This is a classic Goodwill. Um, it's not too far from my house. I actually frequent this location often, not only for books, but just thrifting in general. But I'm about to go in and see if we can find anything. All right, I just made it back to the book section. It's a mess as always, but there are lots of books to look through. So the first one I immediately saw was Miss Everything by Jennifer Werner, but I've already read that one, but it's actually a library copy as well. So it's hardcover. Um, let's see what else we see. They have Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Let It Snow by John Green, Lauren Johnson, and Lauren Miracle. I don't really know what I'm looking for. You can't really have too much of a plan when you go used book shopping, in my opinion, because you just never know what you're going to find. Not in the flesh a Wexford novel. 
the Magnolia story, Chip and Joanna Gaines. It's like hardcover. Um, what's this one? Elizabeth George and the Presence of the Enemy. Not interested. All right, I did browse. I did find four things. Um, I'm not really keen on the library book thing, but I'm going to look these up on like Goodreads now for the ratings, read the synopsis, that sort of thing. We are officially at Goodwill number two. I've only been to this location once before, but I remember having success here. It's a much bigger Goodwill, so I'm hoping that their selection is better. I initially walked in and didn't even see the book section, but it's straight back. Definitely looks like they have a bigger selection. Oh, they also have games here. It was extremely busy in there but they had a lot of books and I loved how they had it organized. I did see a couple of things that were like piquing my interest, but they weren't in the best condition. Um, I did see a graphic novel I was thinking about. Lots of like nonfiction, lots of fantasy, that sort of thing. That was so much <laughs> fun. I loved hearing about the different stores that you went to and I'm very excited to see which books you got. So let's start with Stuff Etc., the fancy consignment store. Um, you got three books there. What did you get? Yes, I did. So I think, like I mentioned in my clips, they had a really good selection, which I was expecting because I had been there before. Um, so I bought three books. So the first book I got is Date Night by Samantha Hayes. Uh, honestly, I was sucked in by the cover. It is a bright yellow cover with a woman's like red hair swooped across the cover. Um, and so I was pulled in by that. I looked it up on Goodreads. It's a thriller um, released in 2019. And it just sounded like a fun, quick read. I mean, the the title Date Night makes me think it's probably some kind of domestic thriller, so hit and miss for me. But uh, for the price of $4.99, I thought it was worth taking a chance on. The second book that I picked up is called Alice's Road by Mitch Yeager. This is a very different book because I looked this one up on Goodreads and there were a total of six ratings. Oh, so wow. I think that this is a local author um, that had it put into this store because they... Uh, are from Iowa. And so the synopsis is a little vague. It sounded just interesting to me. Um, untimely death of the main character's fiance, old high school acquaintance for support, maybe a little bit of a romance there, but also a little bit of a like suspenseful situation, it sounds like. Uh, but it's set in Des Moines, Iowa. So that's what, again, tipped me off that it was probably a local author. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a, a chance. chance. <laughs> Why not? Also for $4.99. And then the third book that I got is The Seller by Natasha Preston, which is the one that I've seen the most about before picking it up. Um, it's kind of been on my radar for a while. I, again, looked it up on Goodreads. Most of the negative reviews from people say um, they just didn't like it because it's a YA thriller and they didn't like that. But I actually really like YA mystery thrillers. So I was like, cool, if that's the only thing that people didn't jive with then maybe I have a good chance of liking it. And this one was really interesting because it was originally marked as a $2.99 price tag, but the way this book does their selling is the longer something sits on a shelf, the more discounted it becomes. So it ended up having been on their shelves for 
like two or three months. So it was knocked down to 60 cents. So I was like, oh yeah, no brainer. Of course I'm picking this one up. I mean, not even a dollar. Like I know. And you just reminded me of this other thrift store. It's actually not like in my town, but I, I haven't been in so, so long. And they have that model too. It's not specifically like a bookstore. It is a thrift store. So they have clothes, electronics, whatever. But they also have a pretty big book selection. Missed opportunity. You should go back there. (laughs) And they even have like on the tags, they're like, if it's between this date, it's going to be this amount of money. If it's this date, it's going to be this amount of money. So I'll even like see it and be like, ooh, if I come here tomorrow, it's going to be, and I will wait. Yes, totally worth it. Oh, that's so fun. So next you went to a Goodwill, didn't have any success. I also did not have any success at the Goodwills <laughs> I went to. I found a few that I like pulled out and I read the full synopsis. I looked them up on Goodreads and stuff like that, but I didn't walk away with any of them. Your last stop was Wall of Books, which just let me say, <laughs> that bookstore <laughs> is something I need to visit. You managed to scoop up one more book with your remaining budget. What did you find? I did. So I... um This one, I I knew I had a little bit smaller budget. And again, this store has a little bit higher prices for their books because they do buy used books from people. So they're pickier about what books they take in and they have a little bit better of a selection, more in-demand books. Um, So it was a tough decision to decide what was the last book I was going to get. But I ended up getting The Silver Linings Playbook by Matthew Quick. And um, this book, I have seen the movie. So it was adapted a few years ago. And I saw it pretty close to when it came out. So it's been a while since I saw it. I remember enjoying it, but not loving it. So I kind of am hoping that this is going to be a situation where the book is better and I fall in love with the story of the book because it is like uh, an emotional contemporary type story. Um, Also, I'm a sucker for books with yellow covers or spines, which this book has. So I'm like, all right, yellow spine, I'm sold. (laughs) I can just imagine you at the bookstore, you're like looking for the yellow spines and you're like, yellow spine, let's see what it is. Literally that, like yellow spines, pink spines, purple, orange, like the bright colors that, you know, just don't get much love. Like I have too many blue spines. I don't need any more of those. But um, yeah, the unique colors, I do. I totally look at those on the shelf and I'm like, oh, this one's pretty. What's this one about? Uh, But yeah, I bought that book for $4.97. Very good. I also have watched the movie. I actually remember liking it, but it's been so long. Yeah. So I really couldn't even tell you what it was about, to be honest. I know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's interesting. You got the book. You'll have to let me know, like, how it compares. You know, hopefully it will spark more of those emotions out of you. So like I said, I went to two Goodwills and one book exchange, um, and I just wasn't having any luck. And then I decided to take the different tactic, the same rules, but I shopped online instead of in person. Um, This meant that some of my budget budget would go to shipping. um, And some of the places I checked were like Pango books, second sale, thrift books, I ended up getting four point horror books from thrift books. It's the first time I actually ever purchased from them before I have browsed their website before. Um, and it was all under budget include. So I got four books, um, and with shipping, <laughs> um, they're young adult horror fiction books, 
the series was mostly popular among teenage girls, I guess. It's all different authors, so it's kind of interesting. Anyway, the ones that I got, I got The Lifeguard by Richie... I do not know how to say this author's middle name, Cusack, and it the middle name is T-A-N-K-E-R-S-L-E-Y. How would you say it? Tankersley? Yeah, Tankersley. Yeah, Tankersley. Tankersley. <laughs> um, that was number three in the Point Horror series. And don't worry if I butcher these names. All of the books will be linked in the show notes. So I apologize. Um, the second book that I got is Beach Party by R.L. Stein. That's book number eight in the series. I picked up Fun House by Diana Hoy which is book number nine in the series and Beach House by R.L. Stein, which is book number 22 in the series. Anyway, um, all of the titles are pretty self-explanatory. We have like a killer lifeguard, a beach party gone wrong, creepy times at a fun house, a killer who is stalking people. I've heard that they're cheesy, but that they would be like, I thought that they would be fun to read like during summer. They're short, they're quick, they're young adult horror and since I didn't read horror like growing up I figured okay you know start here and it can yeah. only go up from here right yeah definitely had you had you heard of that series before you found them through no. this challenge well the reason why I thought of them is because Marcy from Marcy Reed she's been on the podcast before she posted a picture of these she had a few point horrors that she was holding I think one was beach party one was um, maybe beach house it like it so I was like oh what is this like point horror and mm -hmm. she was reading it for I guess there was like a horror slumber party type readathon happening and she thought these would be quick and easy to read for that and I was like oh these I love the covers they're like vintage old like they're from the 80s guys and of course you can only <laughs> I mean I don't even know if there's like redesigned covers but they're just so classic 80s horror like kind of cheesy covers but I absolutely love that um, so I saw that and then when I was browsing, I was like, well, let, where can I get these from? You know, it all kind of like coincided at the same time when I was like, oh, I do need to buy some used books. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> so I started scouting them out and they did have more and I figured, okay, let me just get the four because it's under budget. Um, and then if I do like these, I want to continue, I'll pick up more in the series and stuff like that. Yeah, so awesome. Yeah. Time to show the receipts, though. How did you do with your budget? <laughs> oh, I was well under budget. So like I mentioned, my books were $4.99, $4.99, cents, and $4.97, totaling $15.55. And even if you added tax in there, I was still under the $20 budget. So I am good. Nice. So I spent a little bit more than that. I paid $4.19 for the lifeguard, $4.19 for beach party, $5.39 for fun house, and $4.19 for beach house. And I know beach party and beach house is kind of confusing. <laughs> I know, like two like three books. of them are like the same combinations of <laughs> yeah, words. Yeah. So, so the subtotal came to $17.96. Shipping was free. I was like, are nice. you kidding me right now? That is so awesome. So I was very happy that I got free <laughs> shipping. Um, but the sales tax was $1.08. So my total came to $19.04. So we did it, you guys. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. We accepted the challenge. We beat the challenge. We both ended up with four books. But I have to hand it over to Jordan. She won this round because she spent less money than me. But like, it was so much fun. Yes, this was a great challenge. I love 
bargain hunting for books sometimes. Like sometimes you're like, I'll spend whatever I have to spend. I need that new release. But then sometimes <laughs> it's nice to be a little more budget conscious and just be like, what gems can I find for really affordable? Yeah, absolutely. And I thought it was like really fun to do in the summer because like I used to go thrift shopping a lot in the summer. That was like my time to go because otherwise I was just like tied up with work and everything else. So yeah. I really love doing that. But um I know that there were probably tons of books that we saw that we were like, oh, that would have been a good book or, oh, I would have picked up that or something like that. So as I said, you couldn't really like have a plan for this particular book shopping challenge because we were going for used books and I never knew what I was going to find, how much the books were going to be, like especially if I ended up going to um, the book exchange because they do sell their books for 50% of the retail value. So even though I knew I'd find something under $20, I didn't know if I was going to find like a you know $8 book or if I was going to find like a $15 book you know yeah um but I did pass on some and I know you did too so let's quickly recap the books that we left behind yes so at the first store stuff etc this definitely had the best selection um so they had a number of books first of all books that I have already read um so whether I didn't enjoy them enough to own a copy of or I did already own a copy of, I still think it's worth mentioning that, you know, I still saw tons of books that I would hope other people would be excited to pick up. So that's exciting. Um, so The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides, The Book Thief by Marcus Suzak, A Good Marriage by Kimberly McCrate, and In Five Years by Rebecca Searle are all books that I've read already. I just don't need my own copy. The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants by Anne Brushairs, A Stranger in the House by Sherry Lapina, and then Sharp Objects and Gone Girl, both by Gillian Flynn, are books that I have read, and I already own them because I enjoy them enough, but it was still fun to see them on the shelves at that uh, consignment store. And then some books that I really strongly considered getting because I am interested in reading them are Shutter Island by Dennis Lehane is a book that I've seen the movie of and I loved and I would love to read it in book form. Unfortunately, the copy was not in great condition and it was a mass market paperback, so I wasn't super excited about that particular copy, so I left it there. Under the Whispering Door by TJ Klune was one that I saw and it was in really good condition, so I was really tempted to pick it up because it's a beautiful cover. Uh, I'm just not a huge fan of fantasy, so I wasn't quite willing to take the risk. That's probably one I'd rather get from the library or through an audiobook service if I were going to try it. And then Little Women by Louisa May Alcott is a book that I would love to read at some point in the future and potentially own. Uh, just not today. I'm not ready for it yet. <laughs> and again, this wasn't a copy I was super excited about, so I was fine leaving it until I find a copy I am more interested in. Nice. So my first Goodwill that I went to and was unsuccessful at, um, my prices at my Goodwill were $3 for hardbacks and $1 for paperbacks. Um, and I'm not entirely sure, but I feel like the hardbacks went up in price in the last couple of years. I think it used to be like $2. I don't know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I didn't get anything there. So <laughs> the books that I found that I didn't walk away with is A Child Called It by Dave Pelzer. I figured I wanted to read this one, but I could just borrow it from the library. You know, I didn't know that I needed to own it. Um, the Sense of Ending by Juliana Barnes. This won the Man Booker Prize and had this like egg on the cover. And that's why it like pulled me in. Um, and it was short. But after reviewing the synopsis, I was like, I was like, I don't know if I'm that intrigued. 
I'll tell you, I have read that book and I actually gave it five stars. It's been a few years, but um, I loved it. So if you do ever go back and you still see it there, I would consider picking it up. But um, I was surprised to see it on your list because I've never heard anyone talk about it. But I did read it uh, early on in my adult reading journey. Nice. That cover was so cool. But then when I was reading the reviews, I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know. know." (laughs) Um, And then I also saw Talking As Fast As I Can by Lauren Graham. And I like the Gilmore Girls, but I'm not like a super fan of the Gilmore Girls. And the review said it felt like a lot of filler. And since I'm not a huge fan of the show and it's a lot of filler, I was like, if I ever do want to read it, not like I don't have tons of memoirs on my bookshelf already to read. I was like, I'll pick it up from the library. And then the last one I was considering was Rodham by Curtis um, Seitenfeld, I think is how you say the name. The cover, striking. Love the cover of this one. It's a reimagining, like if... Hillary didn't marry Bill Clinton Hmm, and the reviews said it was like too unbelievable. And Hmm. that's like my anti buy buzzword. (laughs) (laughs) So I slapped that book right back onto that. So I was like, no. (laughs) And it's weird because I actually thought it was about her real life. But it was like a reimagining. And I was like, this is no, 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 no. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Very interesting. Uh, At my goodwill, there was only one book that I even slightly considered. Uh, It's The Weight of Silence by Heather Gudenkoff. And I've seen some buzz about this author's latest book called The Overnight Guest, which is a mystery that people have been enjoying. Uh, But I didn't like her book, This Is How I Lied. It's the only one I've read by her. So I just didn't think it was quite worth taking a chance on this random book by this author that I wasn't totally sold on. But that was the only one that I even had in my consideration for that (laughs) store. (laughs) Um, So the second Goodwill uh, that I didn't get anything from, All Fall Down by Jennifer Werner. Um, Have enjoyed like some of her newer releases, but this cover is just horrible. (laughs) I just... If I'm going to get a book, I want it to be pretty, you know, like, yes, I'm a little shallow. Sorry. But they really need to like redesign it. Um, Plus, I knew I wasn't going to be reading it anytime soon. And if I do see it, you know, I I often see these older books of hers available. So I'm like, I feel like they'll always be out there for me to pick up whenever I want. So I was like, no, not today. And then the last one that I saw was um, New Kid by Jerry Craft. It's a middle grade graphic novel that Allie um she was on the podcast like the first season when we talked about like middle grade March um she recommended it and um I do love middle grade graphic novels but since I wasn't getting anything else I was like do I really want to stand in line just for this graphic novel no not today (laughs) so I passed on that one and then my last store, the other books that I gave up uh, were two Chris and Hannah books. I have been on a Chris and Hannah kick lately. I have been working on kind of collecting her backlist or at least the ones that I'm interested in. So I did go to the Chris and Hannah section first. Um, and the two that caught my eye as potentials were Fly Away, which is the second book in the Firefly Lane series. Unfortunately, I didn't love the first book in the series. I only gave it two stars. So I wasn't particularly interested in continuing on that series and then the other one I was considering was Summer Island and I probably would have purchased this one if it weren't a mass market paperback um, edition again I don't know I just there's something about mass markets that I just don't particularly love and I do know I could get this in another edition somewhere else kind of like you said this will probably 
always be available for me to pick up at some point. So it didn't feel like a have to have type of book. So that wraps up the very first book shopping challenge. Even though I was sweating it for a little bit, we were both successful. Remember, if you have a book shopping challenge idea, email it to talkbookishpodcast at gmail.com or send it over to me on Instagram at talkbookishpodcast on Instagram. Make sure you check out the book shopping adventures on Instagram. Jordan was a trooper, you guys. She got some great pictures and I can't wait to share those with you. Thank you for that, by the way. Um, also make sure you follow her at, um, sorry, book solid. It's S R Y B O O K E D S O L I D. So the sorry is kind of like abbreviated there on Instagram and sorry, booked solid on YouTube. I will have links in the show notes. Check me out on Patreon and until next time, happy reading. Yay. Yay. <laughs> that was so fun.